Hi, welcome to the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. For months, we take time to prepare and educate ourselves on this new adventure of motherhood. But as we all know, once the baby is born, we're still left with so many questions and need all the help we can get. Women really should have a sense of empowerment as they begin to experience these life-changing moments. And no one mother has it all figured out. However, the more informed we are, the better decisions we can make that will positively affect us and our family. And that's what this podcast is about. Sharing honest, raw, and real conversations about motherhood, life, and all of the crazy, messy, beautiful in-betweens. To hopefully educate, empower, and support the next mother on her motherhood journey. So sit back and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Mamas Know Best. We got something to say podcast. I'm on with a very special guest, Mr. Matt Travis, who is a rapid transformation hypnotherapist and high-performance lifestyle coach. He helps mom entrepreneurs transform their subconscious mind, health, and business habits and identity to ensure a sustainable long-term growth strategy. His ultimate mission is to empower people at a deep subconscious level to become the person that their dreams require without sacrificing their lifestyle and their mental well-being. Matt, it's such a pleasure to have you on. You are the first male guest, so I'm super excited to have you on to share your journey into fatherhood and you know how that transformed into you wanting to help moms. So why don't you tell my listeners a little bit more about you in depth and your fatherhood journey? Well, first, I'm so excited to be here, and I feel extremely grateful and blessed to be the, the only male at this point, I guess. <laughs> yes. And I, I really appreciate it. And when we connected originally, you know, it's my passion and my dharma on this planet to show up and support moms. And how did I get to this is what is the question I get all the time, you know, why moms, Matt? Well, I've been on a, you know, a journey through the health profession, which is what I've been on for 15 years now. And when I first got married on the honeymoon, you know, they were like, happy wife, happy life, man. Yeah. There is, there is very few truer statements on the facts on the planet. Okay. And a lot of my earlier journey was working with my wife and, and just focusing on getting us healthy together, right? I, I learned that every time I supported and pushed in and poured into caring and helping her, it just made everyone's lives better. Mine, the kids, everybody better. So the ripple effect of helping moms is something that I think is one of the biggest, coolest things ever on the planet. And when I opened my fitness facility back in 2010, I started with all high school male athletes. It was like football players and basketball players. And then three years later, I look out on the floor and it's all high school female athletes and moms. And it was interesting how it kind of just manifested itself that way. It wasn't something that I I was shifting to that on purpose. And at the same time, I fell in love with helping moms because of what I saw it did for them on an individual and mindset level. And then the coolest part was the ripple effect of how much it helped their kids and the people that they love in their life. So it was getting them to put their oxygen mask on first and then shifting that new energy and that new feeling of empowerment to the people around them. And that's amazing. There's so much to unpack there. But let me ask, how long were you and your wife together before 
kids came, whether marriage or not, what was that foundation like? Yeah, so me and my wife met back in 2006, 2007 on New Year's Eve. And we it was a long distance relationship. So we were, you know, we built a lot of the relationship on the phone and, you know, driving 100 miles to each other each weekend. And when we eventually moved in together and decided to get married and all of those things, like it was, I think a lot of times when you're dating somebody and then when you get married, I think sometimes the dating thing kind of drifts away. And I've learned to date because I think that's a really important thing where you're always learning and you're always growing. You're either growing together or you're growing apart. So I found that I want to grow with her. And the more that I show up as my best self for her and support her to be her best self, that's really what it is for me. And it's a roller coaster. There's, it's not always happy. However, we grow together. That's, that's sure. the biggest thing. Yeah, no, the only reason why I asked the difference, because I know for my husband and I, you know, we had built such a, a foundation, at least I thought in my mind, like we had been together for five years before we got married. And then six years, by the time our son came, we had been together. So I was like, oh, we got this, we're in sync. And then my son came and it was like, we were on two different planets. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? Cause we, we don't really know what our identity is as parents. And we had yes. our first child in 2013. So that was seven or eight years to answer your question from earlier better. But yeah, I think the, the foundation was definitely there. I am an overachiever and I, I pushed it to the limit and we'll, we can obviously get into that more, but we had our first child. I opened a fitness facility. I was finishing my master's. We were getting married, all of these things at the same time, which I don't recommend, but it really challenged us to be better together. Sure. No, that's a lot because I think you made such a valid point when you said you don't know how you're going to be, I don't know the term you use, but basically you don't know your identity as a parent until you become a parent. And that's the key because we think we're the same. And I know for women, hormonal things, like everything changes. And I think sometimes as women, we forget that men are also trying to deal with your identity of how to be a father. Now, what's my role? How do I support? The baby really just wants mommy. What can I do? So if you can speak, because then we're going to get into the creation of the potential you and all of the mission behind that. But if you can speak on that to the female listeners or male listeners who are like, oh, shoot, I didn't think about that. What was it for you to be a new father and experience all of that? Yeah, I loved every minute of the entire journey. And I will tell you, and so will my wife, pregnancy was brutal for her. It was something where I think a lot of times social media, of course, does this and it makes it seem like it's all happiness and, and roses and all of these things. It's just, it's just not always that way. So a lot of my job and my role was to keep, I guess, spirits up. And I feel like sometimes I know personally for me, it's hard because I have a fixer mindset. Like, how do I solve this problem? Right. How do I help with this? And what I learned when my wife was pregnant with both kids was that that's not what she wanted at all. She wanted somebody to listen to her. So I actually learned to develop a new habit where I ask, do you want me to help you solve the problem or do you want me to just listen? And that's a really, really, really amazing technique that really helped to improve our overall relationship because I made a lot of mistakes in the, in the early phases of this. Because I was in love with the idea of having a child. It's something I've always wanted in my life. 
And with pregnancy being so hard on her emotionally and physically and mentally, and it was how do I show up and and support her in this journey. And being a wellness professional, you know, I, I just did all the research around nutrition and all the like, and it was, it was interesting because then we started to attract more women that were pregnant or about to become pregnant or had just had a child to the fitness facility. And I was able to show up and serve them as well. So it was kind of like this really beautiful ripple effect of how I support the woman I love the most and how it can ultimately have a ripple effect to help so many, right? But it, it's really... For me, it was in a beautiful journey. Now, we had miscarriages that also really challenged us and probably created some feelings of darkness and and sadness. And at the end of the day, I think it made us grow together even closer. But that's something that I know can push people apart as well. So there's definitely a roller coaster of it all. You hit another valid point because I think that's another thing that we don't talk about is during a miscarriage on the father side of it, of how the feelings and all of that. And I'm sure we can we can dive into that. But overall, what I what I get what you're saying is it's so important for the male or whoever a woman has as her support system to make sure they ask and say, what can, you know, what do you need me in this situation? And to show up and say, okay, I'm here for you. So you have to tell me what you need and to ask that. Do you want me to listen? Do you want me to try and fix the problem? Do you need this? My husband and I kind of had those conversations. I'm thankful that he's, you know, like a very progressive, open-minded, non-judgmental, but he's not a mind reader, right? So as smart as he is and as, as progressive as he is, he's not a mind reader. And after us having several conversations and he was like, look, just tell me what needs to be done. And I've learned, I can't expect him to just know what to do because that's not his strength. My strength, yeah, I mean, I can be like, yep, I got to do this, 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 and it turns on. That's not him. He needs to be told, look, babe, I need you to do X, Y, Z. And then there's no problem. So I know that's a big, big challenge with relationships because it's the communication. Yeah. One of my favorite books is a book called The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements is don't make assumptions. And I find that that is one of the biggest challenges when it comes to relationships, because we're making assumptions of what the other person is thinking or, or needing. Like I said, in my mind, my mind's like, how do I fix the problem? Blah, 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 blah. She just wanted me to listen to her. And, and that's where for men, we need to get out of our ego and we need to start just getting into our feminine energy and really understanding and listening and being present and asking questions and just being there for your, your significant other. I agree. And I think on the flip side for women also taking the responsibility to have the open conversations and being honest with saying, I need this, or when you do this, I feel this, or when you don't do this, I feel this. I think just having the conversation as a whole. I love that you brought that up because I've worked with hundreds of moms. That's my focus, right? So I find that there can be a challenge with that, with that communication of that, because there maybe is some fear around what will they think if I say this or if I ask for help or whatever, right? A lot of what I work with moms on is knowing that they're enough to ask for help and to speak up and to feel capable to do that. So I think sometimes it's, it's simply there's an internal mechanism that's kind of slowing that down at a subconscious level. Sure. Uh, Okay. So let's go into the creation of the potential you. So you have this fitness center, you're having all of these amazing crazy, wonderful experiences. You're getting your master's, you have your gym, you're married, you're starting a family. I know that's a lot and I'm sure in it was a whole process, but how did that go into the creation of the potential you? Yeah, the the first business taught me about business, taught me about entrepreneurship. It taught me, uh, most people 
uh, that just love helping people. They are what I call, or if you've ever read the E-Myth folks, it's basically talks about technicians. And basically when we get into business, we're, we're really just a technician at the beginning. We're good at what we do, but we don't actually know how to make it a business. I just had the vision of helping people. Like that was my whole thought process. I was like, I want to help people. Like I had just, I, I was a physical educator and then I was a football coach. And then I was like, I want to get into strength and conditioning and I love fitness. So like, let's get into that. And then I was like, I want to open a fitness facility. And I had no clue what that really looked like. So in a five year span, right? Like I had this whole motto, like go big or go home, which I will share at the end is the worst motto ever. Uh, <laughs> and it burnt me out and all those things. But, you know, I was, I was literally getting my, finishing up my master's. We, we had just gotten married and our first child was on the way. And I was building out the fitness facility and my son came a whole month early. <laughs> he was still six pounds, seven ounces. So he was still a, a decent sized guy for a premature baby. Um, yeah. So we were like, he would have been like a 10 pound baby. So I was, you know, staying in the hospital all night long, feeding him through the night in the NICU and things like that and supporting my wife. And then I had to go and I guess I got my first experience of how business can pull you away, which I don't agree with that anymore, but I was going there, painting the fitness facility out, building it out, all those things, because it was supposed to launch. And he came and, and it kind of, it started what I call the, the whirlwind downfall for me ultimately, um, because that was the beginning of learning how to juggle and balance this all. So we get in, we launch the fitness facility, we have this brand new child, it's awesome. And then I just started getting sinus infections. I, they just started happening. And anybody that's ever had sinus infections know how much they really stink. And that was my body's way of sending me a message that I, I, of course, in the moment wasn't paying attention to. It was telling me that I was burning the candle at all ends and I wasn't paying attention to uh, myself. I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't supporting myself. And it's ironic because I'm running a fitness facility and, you know, and I'm doing all these things and, and helping so many people and teaching full time. And it just wasn't, it wasn't sustainable. And I ended up getting sinus infections. Doctors give you antibiotics when you have sinus infections. I learned later that that's doesn't need to happen, but that's another podcast. So I was taking these antibiotics and, you know, it was happening once or twice or three times a year. And eventually just the, the, the last bout of antibiotics was the, you know, just broke the camel's back. And I, I just started having acid reflux and I started feeling completely out of my mind. Like I felt emotionally messed up. People don't realize how much gut health impacts your overall well-being and of course being the fixer of all of this like I had every symptom you can imagine folks bloating you name it like but a lot of the thing was the mental piece of this and how it made me uh shift from a very patient human being to not I was very snapping blood sugar spikes all these things and in three months time I went from I'm, I'm a bigger guy. So I'm, I'm six, three and I was 200 pounds and I dropped to 165 in three months. So I was just losing weight rapidly and I couldn't gain it back. And I didn't know what was going on. And it was, it was issues with leaky gut. It was issues with just everything. And at that point being the fixer, I was like, I just need to learn everything I can learn about gut health. Cause they wanted to give me more antibiotics to fix the H and, and, and in your mind, you're like, okay, I've been taking this and it's not helping. So obviously yeah. that's not what's going to fix me or that's help me. Doing, yeah, exactly. So I drew a line in the sand and I was like, 
I know that this happened to me for a reason so that I could stand and, and go through this and help other people through it on the other side. And so I spent 40,000 plus hours. I mean, it's been way more than that at this point, but uh, I should have done my doctorate and got help. But, <laughs> but at that moment, it was just survival mode. So I spent the next three years running the fitness facility, just trying to keep my head above water, trying to put on a smile uh, when inside I was really falling apart. And even on the outside, I, people were starting to notice I was losing weight rapidly. Like, I, you know, it wasn't all together, but I was still keeping it all up in the air. And then the day that changed everything hit. So it was 2016, 2017. We had our, it was, we had had our second miscarriage, just devastated. And, you know, looking back, I feel like a lot of it was the stress of me doing what I was doing from uh, on her side of things and watching all of this play out. And there's a lot of things. That's also another podcast. But, you know, when that happened, it just, it hit us so hard. And I was literally driving to the hospital with her to take care of the whole situation and do the DNC. And we got a text from our head coach of our fitness facility <clears throat> that she, she quit and she kicked everybody out of the fitness facility and that it was done. She had had a breakdown and she was done. I basically kind of kept it together at that moment in time. And I, I was only focused on my wife and then I brought her home and I, this is the hardest moment for me ever. And, and even every time I talk about it, it still hurt. It still messes with me. But it, it, like I had to leave her on the couch, curled up in ball. And I had to go to my fitness facility to deal with business and close it up and, and take care of that. And that was the day where I realized that I had been chasing, trying to be enough my whole life. And that's what the external starting the business and trying to get my master's and all like all this stuff came crashing. You know, I'm bawling my eyes out in this fitness facility. And I knew at that moment, things needed to change. And within the next week um, of having conversations with my wife, I was like, I got to shut this down. We need to make a change. And that's what we did. Within three months, we shut the fitness facility down because um, she was helping me uh, run it on the back end too, along with working her own full-time job. So it was just... It wasn't sustainable in a way. And it, and it taught me these three things. Number one, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. That's always got to be the number one priority because you can, you know, value money, you can value family, you can value all these things. But if you don't value your self care, you're not going to be around long enough to, to have those other things in your life. And that's where I, I took self care and I put it to the top of my, of myself. And it sounds selfish to some people, but the reality is, is if I'm not around to take care of these, these kids and to, to be there for my wife, like it doesn't matter. So self-care has to come first. Number two, I, I wanted to learn and really be able to focus on family before business forever, making a, a functional business. And so I switched to online and I was focusing just on moms. I was like, I want to push into helping support moms and really helping them do what I didn't do and learn from my story and learn that their well-being and their self-love and self-care and enoughness needs to come first. And so I basically just turned my pain into my path. 
that's a lot to unpack there. And I know it's, it's like, oh yeah, just turn the switch on it works. So tell me first off, what is the mission behind the potential you and what clicked? So yeah, so you're here, you're like, okay, all of these things are happening. Thankfully, you realize you had to make a change before, I, I guess, hitting rock bottom, which I guess that was, right? You're like, something's got to give. So you're at this quote unquote low point and you're like, all right, I'm going to turn my pain into a passion and completely flip it on its side. What was the mission behind it? And how did it get to creating the potential you? What was that journey like? Because I'm always fascinating when I hear people getting the idea and then turning it into what they envision. So if you can, in a high level. Honestly, like I can't stop my brain. And the potential you was born pretty much in August of 2016 or 2017, when I decided to close it, instantly it came into my mind, the potential you and what that is. And, and it really, it's not a, a, the vision behind it was to not do what I was doing, right? Like that was the ultimate mission and to continue to support and help the people that I was already helping. And I, I just, I loved that. And to be honest with you, I will, and I say this all the time, I will never know what it's like to be a mom ever. I can try to understand it. And I feel like being a full-time teacher and then going and running my fitness facility and then coming home and trying to go through all of that, it gave me a glimpse. I'd, I'd say even just a little glimpse of what moms do on a regular basis. <laughs> That's what it was for me. So many moms work, right? And then they come home and they just, being a mom is a full-time job. And not to say that being a dad isn't, it's just different. We, we can't go in down that rabbit hole, but it's just different. And what I learned is that, wow, if I burnt myself out doing this, how many other moms are burning themselves out? How many other moms are putting their kids first and their job first and everybody else first before they put their own oxygen mask on because they don't feel like they're good enough, which is exactly what I was going through. So I kind of put myself in that thought process like, I really want to support them on a, on a greater level. And I was totally open to having men in the program. And we probably, you know, out of hundreds of, of women and moms, we, we probably had about 10 uh, men go through the program as well. And we love them. And the beautiful part is when mom get help, gets healthy and happy, the ripple effect, everybody in the family, it's just, it becomes better. They're the linchpin. So that was the ultimate idea of the, the potential you before the potential you was even a thing. And so when I got out of it, I was afraid, I was scared. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Being online is ex totally different than brick and mortar. Closing down the business took a big hit financially. My overall health and well-being put me in about $70,000 worth of debt as well. So I, that was the whole thing. It was like, I don't want anybody else to go through this. I was like, you know what? How do we develop a program that works on this. So I kept coming back to this question. And this is the question that I think all of your listeners should ask themselves is like, how do I get results in my life and keep them? That's always been the number one question I've kind of asked. How do I sustain it? Correct. Because I think it's quick to make that. But then to your point, especially as a mother, it's very easy to get back into old habits and to continue to go back and say, okay, like kind of where I am right now, right? I was very into working out, very healthy, 
prior to my son. I mean, I was going to high intensity interval training, which I loved and setting goals. And then my son came and you would think like, I never worked out a day before in my life and I know better. So I have the tools and still the same consistency. So yeah, continue. <laughs> There's a subconscious shift that happens. And I think that's where it gets lost. We're not aware of it. We hold the baby for the first time. We look at the baby and we say, men, in our minds, I will do whatever the hell it takes to, to make this you, the best look. life. Yeah, to protect yeah. you all. So you go into mama bear and papa bear mode is what you do. And that's exactly what I did. And that's exactly what she did. And that's exactly what a lot of moms and dads do. And I decided like, why do people go to the gym and not get, and can maybe get results, but then can't keep them? Why do people, you know, and I was, I got all my nutrition certifications. I was like, it's got to be nutrition. You know, this has got to be it. No. And I was like, it's got to be mindset. Right. And that is only as good as the conscious level. Right. Like it, it's like, I could talk to people till they're blue in the face. You can listen to motion, motivational videos. You can follow all the big guys. That's what I did. I took all their courses. I did all the mindset work. And what I really came to realize was, as I was evolving this program, was the subconscious controls everything. It's 95% of the puzzle. And the beliefs and habits and stories and patterns that we have as people will always show up when things get hard. So what my main focus is and the potential you is to help moms shift their subconscious habits really in any area but a lot of it starts with their own habits of the way that they talk to themselves and loving on yourself more and then that goes to feeding yourself better and then moving your body more and all those things and then the second part is shifting your attention to what you want versus what you don't want a lot of times we have that monkey mind where it's just like it's jibber jabbers and it says mean stuff to you all day long mm -hmm. It's shifting your attention to what you want versus what you don't want and dismissing the, the old habit of negative self-talk and dismissing the habit of non-functional habit. And then lastly, it's raising your lowest standards because we don't get what we want in this life. We get our habits and our lowest standards. For That's sure, the effort that we put in, right? What we put in. Exactly. But this is the most important thing. And if you take nothing else away from my talk with you all today is you are not your subconscious habits. A lot of times we personalize it and we're like, I'm trying to really, you know, a lot of times people come to me for weight release and they're like, I'm trying to lose weight. Like what's wrong with me? I tried all these diets. I tried these experts. Something's wrong. I'm broken. I'm like, no, this has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the subconscious habits that have been installed. You are not a procrastinator. You just have a habit of procrastination, right? You're not an unhealthy eater. You just have a habit right now of eating non-functional food, right? Mm -hmm. So that's where we need to take away the, the guilt and the shame that we hold and let it freaking go. Yeah. Let it go because it has to be a self-love journey. Like that's really what the potential you is. It's a self-love journey to shift the habits. And I guess also what I'm hearing, which I, I love it, is the fact that when you say that, like I think of my mom, I think it's easier to put blame on it. You're like, I am just an unhealthy either. I just can't lose weight. And then it's almost like, again, subconsciously telling yourself, because I'm this, I can't change it because this is who I am. So yeah. there's a subconscious as opposed to, well, no, if you flip it and say, no, you know what? I am not that. 
I just have a habit, then it becomes something that is more attainable and something that you can go towards because you know it's just changing the habit as opposed to labeling yourself and saying, no, I'm this way, so I can't. I can't possibly change because this is who I am. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) No, I love it. It it becomes, it's basically taking the power back, right? It's giving the power back to you to know it's 100% possible to have anything that you want and to understand that you can do, 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 do all of the things, right? Any of you that have ever tried to diet or tried to do exercise program or do all these things, unless you do the inner work, and this is coming from a fitness facility owner, uh, nutrition coach, uh, mindset coach, all these things, until you do the inner game work at an identity level, at a core beliefs level, at a uh, standards level, at a stories level, at a values level, nothing ever changes sustainably long-term. For sure. And I mean, think about even the ones, even myself, I don't have the time. No, you have the time. You're just bad. You're not managing your time wisely. You're just not picking and choosing and prioritizing because that's my biggest thing. I was like, I don't have the time. I don't have this. Or yeah, I don't have the time. Or And it's like, no, you're just not managing the time properly or prioritizing what it is you truly want to do. The two biggest objections or stories that I hear all of the time is I don't have the time or I don't have the money. Uh, And I will shift that belief for you all right now. This was eye-opening for me and for all of my clients as well. If your hot water heater broke for you tomorrow, would you find the time and the money to get it fixed? thousand percent. If your children needed braces, would you find the time and the money to make that happen? Yep. So the question I always ask after that is, why is your health well-being any different? And it's like silence, like shit, you got me. <laughs> exactly. And it, and it comes back to a subconscious enoughness piece. So when I got certified as a rapid transformation hypnotherapist, that opened up all the doors for me, all my clients, like it it changed everything because a lot of people are walking around with trauma, with mental health challenges, with things that they've been holding on to for so long. And they don't realize that it's still running their life. Like it's still running their, their subconscious habits and their patterns. And I learned that we can shift that so fast and make it so much easier, make the path easier, right? The more resistance. So really what I learned is the more resistance that we remove, you think about what it is when we try to work out. It's like resistance. So the more resistance that we remove, you know, we put our clothes out ahead of time. We, you know, we get it all ready ahead of time, but then we remove the subconscious resistance as well. Then it's, it's the, just the ease and the flow of it all massively improve. Why don't you go in a little bit and talk about what is rapid transformation hypnotherapist? Because I think it's fascinating that you are, you're kind of touching all the points you come from the fitness community coach, but at the same time, you're, you're touching the mind, the body, the wellness, the whole spiritual aspect of it. And not everyone can. So talk a little bit about what rapid transformation hypnotherapy is. Yeah. I felt like a therapist before I was a therapist. (laughs) Like it was, (laughs) it was the type of thing where I feel like I've always been called to understand this because I've always wanted to understand the mind better. And really all that 
rapid transformation hypnotherapy is, is it's, it allows me to access the subconscious easier so that we can have rapid transformation. Let me tell you what it isn't, folks. I could tell you what it is, but I find people <laughs> want to know what it isn't. What it isn't is I have zero control over you. And this is the way I, I would explain it is if I could control your mind, then there would be a bunch of people running around robbing <laughs> banks because of hypnotherapists. It doesn't work like yeah. that. It's 100% about giving you access to your mind so you understand your mind better, right? Mm -hmm. I explain it this way. When we go in and we, we use hypnosis as the vehicle, which allows us to get into a different brainwave state. And it's not like stage magic. It's not like I can't make you bark like a dog or, you know, cluck like a chicken. None of those things are... The commercialized version of what we think. commercialized version, exactly. Yeah. This is simply about getting into hypnosis and going to different uh, moments in your life where you're not reliving these things. You're, you're simply seeing them for the experience that that was and the feelings you had about it so that we can reframe and, and, and shift the feelings and emotions that we had around the moments of our life that created the beliefs that we have right now. Because the beliefs that we have right now about ourselves and about our habits and about our situation, those are the things that are blocking us, right? If, if you grew up in a family, like here's examples. If you grew up in a family where you were told all of these beliefs around money, or all of these beliefs around how you will always be overweight, or all these beliefs around telling kids that they're just not good enough, but without saying it that way. These are the stats. For every seven negative comments that a child gets, they get one positive comment. That just formulates the subconscious. We have all of this stuff on the inside, and when we can access it quicker, what I found is that the outside transformation happens so much faster and it also happened in a sustainable way. Like we had people just melting fat off their body because the fat was there as a protective mechanism. It was there to protect them. A lot of people that are overweight, they're in that because that's an armor. It's, it's keeping them safe. But they don't know that because it's subconscious, right? All of this stuff is on the inside. We, we don't know what we don't know, folks. And that's where, like I, I said, this is a self-love journey. Most of the RTTs I do are around self-love, are around lovability, around enoughness to help people, you know, make more money and, and lose weight. Like uh, that, that's, that's great stuff. And you don't know what you don't know. And a lot of times we think we are confident and we yeah. think we have self-love and we think we have all of these things, right? And a lot of times people find out that it's not as strong as they thought it was. I think of, I mean, my father's 62 and to this day, he remembers as a child, my grandfather, like just critiquing him if he's building something. And my father's been a carpenter. So he was in shop class when he was young. He's fix things, can put up walls and whatever. And to this day, he said he would second guess how he put a fan and look at it for like an hour. Like, wait, did I do that correctly? Did I not? Because he'd have the internal voice. And that was when he was a child. Yeah. So it's been controlling him for this many years. We, we take those regressions and then we, we have the discussion together because they're talking to me and I'm talking to them. And then we reframe it and we shift the attention. We shift the beliefs we then create the transformation and it's a recording that they get to listen to for 30 days that helps them to really 
establish and create this this sustainable shift in whatever they're trying to improve, whether it's health transformation, weight loss, enoughness, feeling good, feeling confident, more energy, like you name it. Whatever it is, yeah. Whatever it is, we can make it happen. I love it. So it's so fascinating. So basically in order to really change the outside, it has to be done from the inside. And the fact that you were able to connect that and have the statistics to prove that and say, wait a minute, if we're not dealing with this internally, yeah, you might lose the weight for a few months, but that shit might come right back, excuse my language, because you're not doing the internal work because that little voice might keep keep coming back like you're not good enough. I'm not worthy of this. I can't do this. I am this. Because our bodies do go through cyclical emotions of when they were happy, when they were sad, which is normal. But if you're trying to make sustainable change, you have to hit internally so that when those waves do come, if I'm if I'm understanding, you have to be strong enough to say, okay, it's just a wave and I'm not going to like drown into it. Absolutely. I think a lot of people like I said, personalize their habits. But think about it, folks. We don't wake up and we're like, you know, I'm going to give this procrastination habit. I'm going <laughs> to do this junk food eating habit. We just do what we do, right? We're running on autopilot most of the day. So the, the, the challenge with this is that it can be uncomfortable, right? It's uncomfortable. But we only grow and we improve and are able to sustain it if we push into that discomfort and that uncertainty. I love it. So I, I can kind of get what, what your services and stuff that you offer, but talk a little bit about what's next and what, what is the full package? I mean, obviously they can go to your website and stuff, but what would you say? um, Is it a full transformative, like mind, body, soul, fitness? I mean, as you've heard through this whole episode, I have a lot of hats, right? So like I was a fitness coach and nutrition, I got mindset, and then now the subconscious piece. And we've helped people transition to different careers. And we help a lot of entrepreneurial moms, but at the core of it, core piece number one is mindset mastery. Like it's all got to start on the internal. And we do that through different ways and journeys and, and things that we go through together to get that, right? Because like I said, the, the transformation on the outside won't happen unless we work on the inside. And a lot of people find that uncomfortable. I, I know that some people are addicted to diet culture. They're addicted to that cyclical cycle of losing weight and gaining weight and losing weight and gaining weight. And it, it's hard to see there's that there is another path and option. We don't do diets in our program. Like it's just not a thing. So that's the first part is mindset mastery. The second part is what we call oxygen mask acceleration. And oxygen mask acceleration is all about putting your oxygen mask on first about learning and building the foundation, not just subconsciously, but with the actual. So we do the subconscious part, the mind part, but we also give you everything you need to know about how to create those foundational habits and make them stick to care for yourself, whether it be moving your body, whether it be improving the nutritional habits, whether it be outsourcing and delegating to people in your life or to other things so that you can make yourself a priority. And it starts with self-love. And it's a self-love journey. And it's knowing that you are enough and you are capable of doing this. So enoughness falls into these two categories. It's self-worth and capability. And we work on both of those during that journey. And then if they need fitness, we do fitness. If they need nutrition, we do nutrition. If they need the mind, we do the mind. And, you know, really the, the third part is helping them live on purpose. Living on purpose means being authentic in your life, right? Living 
the potential you, right? Like that's really what it was is like, I wanted to help people find that place in their, in their world that isn't working right now and, and, and shift it and fix it. Right. And make it, make it work better for them. Right. So if it's your, I mean, we've helped tons of people shift careers, but a lot of people are like, how is that the same as, you know, a health transformation? It is. If you're not happy in your career, your job, how are you going to get help? Like how, that's such a stressor on your life. Yes. So we, you got to move, right? It's, uh, but it's uncomfortable. So that's where what makes us a little bit different is we, we're, we're in it with you the whole time. So you're never alone. You're able to get the coaching that you need during the entire process. And any of you that have ever tried to diet before and then stopped, right? Or tried to exercise and then stopped. All that happened was you hit what we call deception. And your mind it was very good at talking you out of what you wanted. <laughs> if you were to say, what's the number one thing you do, Matt? I help people break through their own internal stories that they tell themselves um, or that their mind is telling them, their ego is telling them. So it's, it's to break through that stuff at a deeper level so that you can actually get those sustainable, I'm going to say that again, sustainable results. I only want people to get results and keep them, not just get them, I want them to keep them because what's the point of getting results if you can't keep them? Sure. So that's, that's where, that's where the potential you focus is, is on getting people um, results that they can have forever. So they don't have to keep being stuck in the cycle of quick fixes, fad diets, all this stuff. Right. And also give them the science and the strategies and the techniques too. Got to give them all the tools to, to go ahead and be the best version of themselves and to be the potential you to do what you need to do. So what's next? I hope to be able to help thousands, if not millions of moms across the planet and really raise the vibration of enoughness and really do that in a way that I know it will be hard to destroy diet culture, but I would love to do that. <laughs> so that's your, so overall, your mission is like destroy that culture and kind of really yeah. touch it in a, in a more sustainable, organic, healthier way. Even the, the fitness industry makes it very difficult to know what to do. My vision for the next one, three, five years is to make this easier for you, to remove resistance for you, to give moms a voice from the male perspective, I guess. And we've, that's really kind of what we hit on and, and putting together a workshop to really, you know, help males and, and women just see how like that you're not in this alone. I love you and I care for you. And I want to be there to support you because you are enough. Sure. No, I love that. Okay. So what does Matt do to recharge and to relax and unwind for the day? It's so funny. I, I never like sharing this. I'm going to share it with you, but I never like sharing it because this is what happens. People will compare. They'll be like, oh, he does this. A lot of us human beings, we compare, right? We compare like, well, if he's doing this, then I have to do that in order mm -hmm. to unwind, right? This is what yeah, I'll so say. They're seeing you and they're like, oh, well, he knows this. And if it's working for him or it's like, no, no, no. So we're going to put a disclaimer. Every, this is what yeah. Matt does and what's good for Matt. And what Matt does for himself is not necessarily what's going to be best for you. And, and that's the thing. It has to be an individualized approach for everybody. So for me personally, I find that doing sauna sweating is one of my favorite ways to unwind. I know that sounds kind of weird, but you can get like a sauna pod for like 200 bucks on Amazon. And, and you literally get in this thing and it just it, it really moves your lymphatic system and, and helps your body just 
and your overall well-being. And I got into this when I was going through my gut health issues and it really just helped me mentally. And then taking cold showers after that was really, really beneficial to me as well. And this is just like between that and journaling and then just doing some hypnosis before sleep. Those are my ways to wind down during the day and really set myself up for success the next day. A lot of people don't realize, but the stuff you do the night before mm-hmm. sets you up for the next day. Yes, that's why I added that question in because in one, again, I learned so much from all of my guests and yeah. I, I had an entrepreneur, a business owner, and they said, someone asked, yeah, we're always about what do you do to recharge? We feel during the day, but what about unwinding? Because that also sets us up to be recharged the next day. Okay, Matt. So recommend a favorite book. I know the four agreements is top of your list. Do you have any others? And if it is truly, truly the four agreements, why? I think the four agreements is my favorite just because it's something I reread every year. It's a very short read. You can even listen to it like in, in less than a you know, a couple hours. And it just, it really solidifies kind of the, the way that I want to be and the way that I want to show up in the world. It's, it's about being impeccable with your word, not only to others, but to yourself. You know, don't take anything personally, which can be very tricky, but that's both positive and negative and just knowing that you're enough, right? And the third one is don't make assumptions. And that is such a, an amazing thing that can really support any relationships that you have and increase your communication. And last but not least, always do your best. So it's all, it's, it's basically all the principles that I help people start to live in the TPU. It's, it's like my fourth soon to be four year old would say easy peasy. <laughs> it's like the most easy, like it's like sound so, and I don't want to say basic, but it's like this quintessential way, but it's something that we do have to be reminded of because we get caught in the rat race, because we get caught up in our subconscious. So that's actually good to know because I read it a long time ago, but to hear that I could listen to it, I I didn't put it, think of it that way. It's almost like listening to a podcast. You're kind of ingesting it. Yeah. And it's, and honestly, I won't even say that like you can find it on Spotify for free. Like I feel like I've come across it just like on one of these spaces where you can just listen to it. Like I I, I listen to it in the car. So it's great. What's your favorite organizational, or I know they call them the mom hacks or like a dad hack. What's something that kind of gets you through that you're like, this has been a game changer. This is the number one. And this is what I teach all of the moms in my program. Outsource and delegate. Outsource and delegate have to do it like it's something where a lot of us have the subconscious habit of needing to have our hands in everything because Mm -hmm. if we don't do it it won't get done right I, i i think one of the biggest hacks is learning how to let go of control right learning how to let go of control and you know this is the reality everyone has a phone right now right you can take a video of yourself putting laundry into the the washing machine showing how to turn the dial showing how to put the detergent in then showing how to put it into the dryer and your kid can do that okay so they can now be doing the laundry and that's just one thing off of your list right so that like that's just an example right a lot of kids if they're older than five or six right around five like I started having my son start to like bag up like carrots and like veggies and like they can help you food prep, right? Mm-hmm. Like that it's, there's so much you can outsource and delegate that can really, really help your life. And it empowers the others in your life, For sure. which is the coolest thing. So it's a win-win. Yeah. Especially when you're incorporating your children, because I feel like that's something that, and that's a whole nother podcast of how to empower. Yeah. And 
raise children, especially in a world where everything is at their fingertips because of social media to get them helping? What's your favorite word? That's extremely hard. Empower, maybe? Love? Empower or love? What has fatherhood taught you? How to love harder than I could have ever even known it existed. How to be more patient than I ever knew was possible. How to how to show up each and every day bigger than myself because at the end of the day, my most important job is to instill in these kids, both consciously and subconsciously, what I believe it to look like to, to be the man that I, I, I have two boys. So to be the men that, uh, you know, they can be when they grow up. Yeah. You have to emulate. You really, it's, I think as parents, it's so much of the, they do as what they see, not what they're told. They're 100% watching you. And so that's part, like a lot of why I exercise, a lot of why I eat healthy, a lot of why I do what I do is so they see it, right? And they're, they're in a different brainwave state right now. Before, between the ages of zero and seven, they're like a subconscious absorption. So whatever, it makes me very aware of what I'm doing. Tell my listeners how they can follow you. You know, what's your, is it Facebook, Instagram, website, and then your final thoughts to the podcast world. For sure. Yeah. I love connecting with people, not just like, Hey, follow me. Like if you want to connect with me and uh, be my friend on Facebook, I would love to just connect with you, learn from you. You can ask me questions, but you can obviously follow me at at the potential you on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn, Matt Travis, and you can go on Facebook as well. And it's the potential you, and it's the potential dash the letter you. So it's not you, it's the letter you, you know, reach out, connect, send me a message. If you have any questions, I love, love, love helping people. So I will answer any question you have and try to support you in any way I can. Awesome. And any final thoughts? Yeah. Put your oxygen mask on first. Take care of yourself. Know that you're enough to do that. Start living the best life that you can right now. Don't wait. Right now is the time. I love it. Thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it. I know we have something that we'll be working on together that I'm excited for. Thank you so much for sharing your journeys, for, you know, just being honest. And yeah, I appreciate it. And for what you're doing, the work that you're doing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining me this week on the Mamas Know Best, We Got Something to Say podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, NGC Consulting, where you can find them at NicoleGConsulting.com. For more motherhood resources, check out TheMotherhoodVillage.com. Make sure to subscribe to our show so you'll never miss an episode. And if you found value in this episode, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or recommendation to a friend works too. And join us next time for another amazing conversation. Continued blessings to you all for love and light.